Ready? Okay. <laughs> we are so pro and we're here to say episode 12 is on the way. So we've gone from singing to cheering everyone. We really hope that you're down. <sighs> so today what we're going to be talking about is the emotional relationship with clients and trainers. But before we do anything else, I want to start with the client question of the day from one of my clients and I'll pull it up right now. I got this question actually today. So something that we want to kind of start with our podcasts is answering questions that we get from real life clients that week um, just to kind of give you guys a little bit of like real life advice and like in my mind, if this person is the is asking me these questions, that means other people are still confused about it. So it kind of will help clear up like general confusion questions just in the world. We love to see it. I usually get questions repetitively. Yeah. Like they're always kind of right. the same thing. Right. So client X, we'll call her, reached out today actually and said, um, I've decided to make a true and conscious effort to clean up the way that I eat. I have pretty significant amount of weight that I'd like to lose about 40 pounds and I'm wondering what your thoughts would be on how my diet could transition in the coming weeks I'd like to start with a very intentional fat loss and there's so many options caloric deficit paleo keto etc do you have any thoughts that you wouldn't mind sharing and I did (laughs) I always have thoughts I wouldn't mind sharing all right so what did you say so basically what I said was You could be keto, you could be paleo, you could be vegan, you could be intermittent fasting. None of that matters if you're not in a caloric deficit. That is the one true king when it comes to fat loss. If you follow that, you should see results. Um, If you're not seeing results, it means you're not in a caloric deficit. So that's my short answer. And I told her, you know, if she has any questions in the upcoming weeks, she's not really a client. That's just kind of someone I got signing the DMs. So client slash general population question of the day. That's normal. Right. So I... Mine was pretty simple. Um, sometimes I do get kind of more obvious questions I think people ask and they just don't understand. Um, I have a client right now who is on a weight loss journey and she has been adding her foods into my fitness pal. And for the first time, she didn't have something that was like three items, like a carb, a protein, a fat. She made herself a like salad at some grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so her question to me was, how do I record a salad and obvious like to me that's obvious but you have to break it down and, and be simple with people and I told her you have to break down every single thing that you did um, if you want to do a full salad that you got from a restaurant you can try to find one that's similar to it and also she said that she was only gonna be doing half of it too and then she she texted me she's like, I can't believe this salad is 500 calories <laughs> you also have to remember that there's a lot of fiber in salads and that it's not 50 grams of carbs like it's really not there's a lot of fiber in there there i mean i feel like a lot of salads could be 50 grams of carbs depending on what you put on it too right yeah like, she didn't have any right it was right literally just, just salad what was what was the 500 calories then was it like fat from dressing it had to be there was a little bit of chicken yeah. i saw some like light little it might have been bacon i don't yeah. know like there was something light so in there. higher calorie protein than fats yeah okay and i think that's a good idea for you guys like to see actually what are in your salads i Mm -hmm. think a lot of times people think well i got a salad from wendy's Mm." Mm. that's probably one of the worst ones like the southwest ones oh yeah totally they're like 600 calories depending on if you do oh dude that's and that's a good salad like there's salads that are like upwards of 1500 calories oh absolutely like that yeah 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 yeah. salad being 600 calories is actually a pretty good luck honestly that's a pretty good find 
I actually, we, I had Chipotle last night and I typed it in my fitness pal sidetrack and it was like 950, a thousand calories for Chipotle. And I'm a vegan. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like the stuff that they add to it, it's just right. It adds up. So I guess for both of us, we're saying track your food. That's kind Absolutely. of the main yeah. like lesson for both of our client questions, yeah. which is kind of funny. So back to emotional uh, emotional relationships with clients. Mm-hmm. I have to start out by saying that as a trainer, I feel like both of us could probably agree with this. Nothing surprises us anymore. You have to put on a face at work. As mm-hmm. everybody has their professional face. And then when you when your emotions are so I guess you would say unstable that you can't put that professional face on. Like that's hard. Like there's something going on. You need to figure that out. But for us in the professional setting, people say things all the time that are like, (laughs) cringy. Like don't say that out loud. Like people are going to hear you. Um, sometimes there are boundaries that are crossed Mm -hmm. and we have to have our professional face on it all the time. So I feel as a trainer in the past 10 years, even in my friendships and in relationships, when someone says something to me, I don't have that, oh, no way. Like, I don't have that shock value anymore. Nothing surprises me anymore. You can't, you can't show that emotion. Good luck. <laughs> I would say that as a trainer, it can be emotionally draining mm-hmm. to have something like that happen because we were kind of talking about, like, we, we aren't allowed to show judgment. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to give our opinion should you ask. But if a client comes to me and they trust me enough to share that they're having an affair. Oh, that's totally happened to me. It has not happened. an affair. It's very but, common. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've been through multiple affairs myself. <laughs> Jeez. Talk about getting personal right away. And, but I have had a client share that they've been having an affair. I think there, there's a lot of clients who are like twice my age and they're coming to me for advice. And I'm like, no. I, I am a 25 year old who has not been married. We're the tip. Like, life right here. I, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I don't have any advice to give you, sir. <laughs> Maybe it, don't sleep with your secretary. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's, you know, and I, they have, like, let's say as an example, let's say our client X yeah. comes to us and they're like, Hey, you know, if we're like, Hey, you seem off today. Like, what's up? Right. And then they just let this load on you. You're like, um, that's now on my shoulders. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and then and they're like, what do I do? You're like, no, no, no. And I think at that we're trying to squat today. I don't know. At that point you have to, I just ask questions back. I never give advice that isn't asked for. So I'll say, are you in a good state of mind right now? Is this something you want to pursue? Are you feeling guilty? Like I just ask them questions to get them answering, which is what therapists do. Right. I'm not a therapist. We are not therapists. We are not therapists. But a lot of trainers have that emotional connection. And I think as a trainer, I, I like to tell my clients and kind of have them see that like fitness does help you as a whole. It can teach you not only just to show up and be on time, but fitness and, and having your routine, it can actually better so many different areas in your life. Right. Fitness is just one of those tools. So they come to me a lot for all of these other things in life that I have not accomplished yet. Right. But and because, I'm like, I'm here to help your fitness. But because yeah. fitness has helped them. And I tell them these things. They're like, okay, well, what's, what do I do now? She knows about my fitness, so she probably knows what I should do next in my education or my, in my career or in my relationship. I'm like, no. And you should see all those things in my life. <laughs> and there is a level of trust that you get with your clients For sure. and your personal trainer. Even if I have a coach and you have a coach, mm-hmm. 
that level of trust is there. You're putting your body in yeah. someone else's hands. Right. Like they're, that's everything. That's important. It is. That's, that's a huge, like without your health, without your body, what are you? Right. Wasted space. Like, <laughs> honestly, no, honestly, if you don't have your health, I mean, truly, I feel like we're realizing that now mm. more than ever. Like if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Yeah. It's true. You can't, there's a lot of stuff that come with health. So yep. take care of it. Right. But back to like the non-judgment, like I think people are like, oh, your job is to judge me. It's like, no, it's not. I'm just trying to guide you in the best way possible. Like I'm not judging you. Like I think that's, and that's where you get into the things that are kind of messy, like clients fibbing about their meal plans and fibbing about their workouts and like white lies here and there to appear better in front of their trainer. It's like, I'm not, I'm not judging you. Mm-hmm. I'm helping you from where you're truly at, not where you perceive, like where, not where you convince me you are. So that's another thing. It kind of gets messy, especially when you, like, no offense to all y'all, but we know when you're lying. It's very obvious. <laughs> it's very obvious. We have our tricks. We have our, yeah. And your Quick. tricks are old. So we know. We just know. But it does lead to kind of complications, like, down the road. It's like, well, why aren't they telling me the truth? Why aren't they following this? Like, there's a deeper issue going on here. So it's, it's not coming from a place of judgment, but it does get really emotional really quick, especially when the, I mean, you were saying earlier, like, if you have a client who gains 40 pounds, it's like, they're probably not just, you know, doing this out of spite and like just eating what they want. They're probably going through something really mentally tough or challenging that is causing them to be out of control. Just like in dating or any other relationship or in your job, there are red flags when it comes to training a client. There are red flags that flare up when I meet with someone and they tell me that they've gained anywhere from 15 plus pounds in under a year, mm-hmm. there's something going on. And I've always been connected to the point that it has to be something, something probably isn't going right in their life. It's and something personal usually. If you, if you ask enough questions, like I said, you know, oh, well what's, what's been, I literally ask them. What's like, been going on? What, what is it? Yeah. Like, let's get to it. And they'll say, you know what? My fiance and I, we have been struggling with this and we've been struggling with that and okay so it's it's a relationship issue yep she's not finding confidence in herself anymore that's where i can go to and let's start finding that through working out and relationship issues will be it's like almost the number one thing i see as far as like inhibitors or a catalyst for success Mm -hmm. 100 it's kind of crazy it has a lot of impact on your health Mm -hmm. your mental health physical health right cortisol levels everything oftentimes i find myself like after even if I'm not trying to pry even after I find out some of those details about those clients like I'll find myself with a better solution for them mm-hmm. like now that I know what's going on in their life I know why they've been failing at x y or z or why they're exceptionally good at x y and z now I can help them mm-hmm. in the way that I need to like I know what to do now because I didn't know those details before you and know? we will listen for those kind of cues yep. if you're sharing things with us during other sessions yep we're gonna say look this is another red flag it's popping up again Let's, let's be there for her or be there for him and say, let's handle it differently this time. Mm-hmm. Or what's a way that you can handle it differently? Like I said, I'm normally going to just ask questions and they're going to answer it back. My favorite question to ask in regards to what you're talking about is, how's that working for you? That's a good one. Because if it's working well for you, then you can keep doing it. But if it's not, that's what I'm here for. Right. Like, how's that working for you? You and know? I think... A lot of times because, you know, we have long hours and we normally have like split shifts, like morning, break, afternoon. Most trainers train that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very difficult to, I like to put like 
visualize a hat on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's my seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my seven o'clock hat on. They walk in, they, they're in a bad mood. I can't let that sway me. I have to kind of be at their level. I can't be a happy morning person for my 7 a.m. who's not excited to be there. Yep. That will make them pissed off and it will yep. only ruin the session for me. So I have to be, I have to have a radar right off the bat. Right. If somebody walks in and I can, I have to read body language. I think I'm pretty good at reading body language. You have to be if you're a trainer. You have to yes. read body language. And I think when somebody walks in the door, I can know right then and there if they're mm-hmm. having a good day. They're either like wave at me or they'll put their head down and walk to the place where they need to go. <laughs> so then let's say that's my seven o'clock. So I put my seven o'clock hat on. Now my eight o'clock comes on. They walk in giggling, happy. Okay, we're back up here now. Like let's bring our level back here. So mentally, can you imagine how that is for a trainer? Oh, you know, like we, an, an extreme example would be my seven o'clock comes in and said, my dog of 15 years just passed away. I had to put her down yesterday. Right. There's tears in the session. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's like an, you can count on an hour of like stories about your dog, which don't get me wrong. It's fine. I love me some dogs. Like, honestly, my dog is an angel. That's fine. I love dogs, but it is still, it definitely still impacts us emotionally as it does our clients. So our eight o'clock comes on. And you said they were giggling. Yeah, let's say that they're like... And you're over here crying about a dog. Right, and they're like, (laughs) I have a surprise. And I'm like, is it a cock? I'm putting my hat on now. Um, What's up? I'm engaged. Oh my God. One extreme (laughs) to the next. One extreme to the next. You're going to be like, okay. (sighs) You you went from sad, depressing to here I am. Yep. Think of that as a line chart if you're a visual learner. Up and down days all All day. day. All day long. All day. It's kind of like, I mean, I try to, I don't know. I've been working at my emotions are my emotions, no matter how my clients are feeling. Like you can't be really like codependent, but it's freaking tough because the session's all about them. It's not about us. No. It doesn't matter if we're stable. Nope. It's all about them. I've had people like the amount of times and I'm really, I'm really bad with this. The amount of times I've had people cry during a session and I'm so bad with tears yeah, she's like doesn't cry. I like don't cry myself. Like I don't and I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like awkward. sitting here like this. I'm like that's just I'm just like awkward I'm, smiling. In I'm the like the opposite. I'll like cry with them. I'm nope. like, oh my gosh, I can't like I'm so empathetic. And that that's draining for me because I can't Yeah. Like I'm attached. I'm sorry. I can't right. believe that. Oh right. my dog. Right. I've been working on empathy. It's like definitely getting better, but the tears are still so awkward for me. I just can't. And it's like things that, you know, like, why are you crying? <laughs> like nothing just happened. Has, like, any, has anyone <sighs> had you, you haven't cried in front of a session, have oh, you? Oh no. Lord, no. I have had one. Have you? Oh, it was recent. So I obviously went through a terrible breakup. Right. And I had told a story about a TV or something. And my client was like, I thought you just put up a big TV. Oh, and you're like, I need to take I was it like, back I'm down. About that. Yeah. I was like, I have a new place now. And I don't have that big TV anymore. And then obviously they, he shared that with his wife. And then I trained his wife next. And his, his wife was like, I know this is probably really bad timing. She's trying to like do abs. She's like, I know this is probably like really bad timing. And I, I heard about your situation. Um, and I'm really sorry. And I was just like, it's just too soon for people to be talking to it about me at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, look, it didn't work out. Like <laughs> I was like, she goes, Oh, look, we're done. Like, we're not going to talk about this anymore. And I was just like, I was not prepared to bring up something 
heartbreaking yeah. like that. And I was like, right, right, right. And they're like, we're done. Like, move on, move on, move on. Like, anyway, that was back awkward. to your ab workout, I, like, ma'am. I was like, it just didn't work. Okay. Like, right. Like, I'm crying over 15, here. 16. Right, right. Counting reps, and you're like, counting the tears down my face. Thanks right. a lot. Right. I'm over here like, yeah, she's really going to miss that TV. Well, you, <laughs> that's like what I was upset about. But you, you were telling me something earlier when we were talking about it, about something you read about matching the level of yes. your client. Yes. So what you kind of have to do, like there's hypothetically like an equilibrium for emotional needs or for like energy levels. Like we'll call it like on a scale of one to 10, like the perfect client is like a seven. They're excited to be there, but they're not out of control. Unfortunately, that's not how every client is. Some people are a two. You know, I've had people walk out and then come back crying later, but walk out of sessions before because they were so mad about something going on outside, you know, and I've had people at 10, you know, that are so out of control, loud, obnoxious, just absolutely unruly in the gym. Like, like a 10, like no gym etiquette just basic common sense things just completely skipped over that and it's of course they don't know this it's embarrassing they don't know it right it's embarrassing it's like okay you don't know this but everyone's staring at us right now and it's you're disrupting other people's workouts like that's the level we're at today and I think just as a rule like you're sharing space with everyone like you don't need to be like that you know it's so kind of like a funny kid in class like the kid that's like the funny kid in class that's now like 35 years old right so you're not in class like you're in everyday life you're an adult like with a career like you're not they never grew out of the funny kid in class you know i feel like i was kind of the funny kid in class honestly but i probably wasn't i'm funny i definitely am funny but like there was one girl who like always was the class clown and i was always like you're not funny okay, like first our all, humor was not the not same. the same I got class clown senior year <laughs> okay anyways back to the besides me being class literal class clown um when you have people on opposite ends of the spectrum like that the job of the trainer is to always be the closer person to equilibrium so say seven is equilibrium if you have a two you've got to be somewhere between a three and a six if you have a ten you've got to be somewhere between a seven and a nine like you always have to be the closer one to equilibrium if you have a perfect seven client you can't be extra that day no. you can't be sad that day you've no. got to match them right there so. i have only had one or two clients where naturally i'm a very upbeat person and i am a morning person so i walk in i'm like yo what up we're about to do this today how's everyone crack a lack in this fine morning i kind of like set the tone like i'm in a good mood I hope you are. Let's get this workout going. Right. Um, and there's been a few clients who naturally are way higher in their personality than what I am at my highest. And at first, I tried to like match it, and it came on. It was uncomfortable for me. I yeah, like, it's I really bad. I can't do this. So then, I decided to just, like she said, bring it down two yeah. or three notches and like kind of like level them out because it's too much. Right. They're too extra. Right. Like that's not. And I'm all good with extra people. Like when we say extra, we're not just talking about like, oh, she's like such a spunky personality. It's like, no, no, no. Like, like not considerate of other people's space. Like not considerate of, uh, proper, just common sense etiquette between human to human. Like it's just not there, you know? No manners. Like I had some, I had a client call someone else fat the other time. Like it was like, you can't do that. Like, that's not, that's what we're talking about. Like, when we, when we say 10, we say completely out of control individuals. Like, it's not just, like, me who's 
usually closer to an eight or a nine. Right. You know? I get that. Right. Like, I don't want people to think we're being, like, wow, loud people are so annoying. Okay, <laughs> no, have no. you... Side, little side note. Right. Have side you, note. Have you ever seen me have to be a little extra? Because you know how yeah. I am on a normal beat. Have you ever seen me in the gym? I have seen you, I know for sure. Yeah. When I'm, like, she's, act, like, not acting, but she has to step up. Oh, bit. yeah. Like, I've Definitely. seen it, like, she's on her game. Like, you can also tell a trainer when they're in a good mood. Oh, absolutely. Because they'll be like, hey, let's go over here, let's go over here. Like, they're bouncy, they're kind of energetic, they're feeling the vibe. And then you can tell when the energy's low within that client, you know? So have you ever seen me have to, like, step it up or step it down? Both. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. She's good at it. <laughs> we we have to be. Yeah. Like, you learn it. It's cool. I feel like you learn it, you know? Trainers are versatile. They are going to it's very pretty true. much mesh with any type of person. Almost any type of person. Right. Have you ever had a client where you, like, haven't meshed like it's not about equilibrium it's about like you guys just don't get along yes oh I would say like a couple incidences one of them is the personality type I am not a type a personality (laughs) um I'm not super strict about numbers I'm just kind of like yeah that's cool like stick to 100 grams of protein that's fine right like so Olivia will be like, no, you need 101. You hit 100 and you're supposed to hit 101. You're and, not in my program anymore. Right. I'm just kidding. And I think the, cl- the type of training that she was searching for was not my level of expertise. I know a lot. I'm certified. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. And that's why I stay in my realm. I'm not going outside of that. She wanted someone more kind of like our gym owner, mm-hmm. Matt, who has the science background to every single lift knows where it was originated, know who made it. Probably has met the person who made it. Right. Probably like, is currently texting the person just, who made it. He's he's very knowledgeable, and I am too, but he's to the point where he breaks down everything a little bit more in depth. And that client seemed that she wanted, like she was a type red, if you've ever taken the people color code, that's Ooh. like very strict. I want to take that test. It's, it's, it does tell you a lot about like work business right. relationships. Um, and I would definitely say she was a type A. So our personality, she was very strict. She wanted everything on point, which I was doing, but she just wanted way more than what a normal client gets in a session with me. And that, and she just I feel that. slowly was like, you know, this isn't working out for me. And I was like, good luck. Right. Like, I think you need Matt. Have fun. Like, <laughs> and I'm okay to say that. I'm not right. going to sit here and be, look, this gets your arms bigger. Do it. That's what you need to know as a client. That's what you need to know. You don't need to know all the breakdowns and everything. I feel like there's a difference between clients who want to know more because they want to learn and people who are just like trying to fact check you. Yes. That's what it was. Bingo. That's what it was. Like I'm all the teach you, but if you're just trying to find a mistake that I'm going to make, I'm, you're not going to have a fun time. Right. And also I'm not going to do that. Like don't insult my intelligence. If you can't follow level one instruction, I'm not going to give you level 10 instruction. Right. That's just how it goes. At the end of the day, you have to also look at your trainer. I look the part. Yeah. You don't right now. Right. I know what I'm talking about. Correct. We walk the talk. Yes. Shut up. Remember, <laughs> remember that episode where we're Shut like, up. we don't walk the walk. We do. We do. <gasps> we named like three things we were bad at. And I'm pretty sure we've already nailed down those three things. <laughs> like we might as well just go back and delete that episode. Very, yeah. Like I'm drinking my water now. I'm meal prepping all my stuff. Still. I'm going... To restaurants that you can and I'm tracking my macros she's tracking her food because guess who's that. telling her to 
It me. Moving on. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Have you ever seen that graph that's like readiness to change? Right. Like determining a client's like you can tell if a client's not ready to do it themselves, they're not gonna do it. Right. Have you ever noticed that? There is a lot of like questions you can kind of ask someone. So there are technically five different categories of change, readiness to change. And when we are assessing a client at the beginning of a sit down, like the first meeting, there's some questions that we're going to ask you that are going to kind of show us where you're at. We like talked what about, stage you're in. We talked about the emotional state, but there's also just like the physical state. Like, mm-hmm. where are you at? Mm-hmm. So a question that I might ask Olivia for the first time meeting her is, do you exercise at least 30 minutes at a moderate intensity um, level five or more days a week? So that's someone who's pretty active. Right. What would, like, if you were to say yes or no? Hypothetically, I would be saying yes. Right. But if I said no... It's going to put them kind of more towards, um, you have to break it down. So if they're not at five, are they at three? Are they at two? Are they one? So depending on if they're at, like, 30 minutes a day, one day a week, or if they're doing anything at all, there's two different areas that they're probably in if they're not really even working out that's going to tell you that they're in the preparation phase that's where if you're doing physical activity irregularly you're in the preparation stage right so like an example of a client who's in the preparation phase would be someone who's like okay i tried yoga once a week i really like the way that doing yoga once a week makes me feel i want more of that exercise feeling i'm gonna go seek out a trainer and they would come to you, you would ask them the five day a week question, they would say no. They'd say like, but I work out one time a week, I do yoga, I enjoy the feeling of pushing my body in that way and I want more of that. So they're prepared to change. Right, so if they say, so if they say that, if I ask them a question, do you intend to increase your physical activity, that actually, and they say no to me, that shows me that they're in the pre-contemplation stage. That they're just, they're kind of thinking about it. Like not even just, not even yet thinking right. about it. Pre-contemplation, that's like like exactly what you said. Like if if someone won't even say yes to planning on increasing their physical activity, they haven't realized yet that they need to change. Right. So it's kind of like you're not even thinking about it's, it. It's yeah, yeah. Like you don't see the benefit of changing to something else from where you're at. So should I, they had say should they say yes when I ask them, you know, are you looking to increase? That's when they're in their contemplation stage. Right. So that's where if you're giving it thought now, but then you're not doing it, that means that you're in the contemplation stage. Correct. So this would be like someone coming to you, you know, answering, no, I don't work out five times a week. No, I don't work out one time a week. However, I would like to. Right. So they haven't yet started, but they intend to. They're, they're contemplating it. So the fourth stage... Had I asked you the initial question of, are you exercising at least 30 minutes a week, five days or more, and you say yes, that's going to put you in a different category. Mm -hmm. Um, Should I ask you, have you been doing this on a regular basis for the last six months? And they say no, that's going to mean that they're just in the action stage. And the action stage is if you're doing this consistently, but for less than six months. Right. So it'd be like someone who had already been through preparation, you know, the take my yoga example like one day a week doing yoga you bring them into the gym they love the gym five days a week six months down the road they're still in the action phase so they're still learning how to live this new lifestyle 
They're still probably looking to you as the trainer for most of their tips and tricks. They're still checking in pretty frequently. Like they're still considered a newer client, but they've been consistent. Like they're good at what they're doing. You know, they're enjoying it. They're loving it. They're growing. That's the action phase. Right. Now, should I have asked them, have you been doing this on a regular basis for the last six months? And they say yes. That's going to put them in the final stage of maintenance. And maintenance is if you're maintained the habit for six months or more. Right. So that would be like this client, once you've reached a six month mark, like you're officially someone who trains. You're officially someone who goes to the gym. Like that's maintenance. It's a good place to be, honestly. Yeah. It's a real good place to be. You guys can now see like the five different stages. So ask yourself after listening to that, where Where am I? Yeah. You know, should you, after this quarantine, you're like, you know what? I want a trainer. Like after talking to SoPro, like, hello, listening to them, like why need one? Just like them. Right. Um, we've told you how to look for a trainer. We've told you, you know, what to look for in a coach, uh, how to tell if your trainer is BS. And it'll also help you tell them where you're at. Mm -hmm. That helps them put you in the right program as well. If someone, I do want to say, if someone's in the pre-contemplation phase, I don't bet on taking them on as a client. Someone, at least for me, has to be in the contemplation phase or in the, uh, what was the first one? Start with a P. Preparation. Preparation. Yeah. I feel like someone has to be either contemplation or preparation for me to want to take them on as a client because pre-contemplation, they still don't even think that they need help. And that's not my job. My job is not to convince you that you need help. There's my, my, I have yeah. had clients come to me and say, well, my doctor wants me here. Do you want you here, though? But they don't want to yeah. be there. Like, that's no. great. Right. Can't wait to work with you. Like, this isn't a checkup. You're not going to show up. Yeah, exactly. You're going to call out all the time. It Like, this isn't a check mark on your, like, doctor's note. This mm-hmm. is something that you need to be here for. So that's, I mean, I always at least look for contemplation or right. prepare. Preparation. Preparedness. I'm all all changing the freaking... I'm like, nope. This is is Olivia's readiness to change. The new readiness to change written by Olivia at 11.30 p.m. on a Taco Tuesday night. It's late here. (laughs) It is late today. So, back... Oh, back to clients. Okay. How much... hmm, How much have you shared with your clients before? Like Everything. Right. True. (laughs) True. But we talked about like how much clients share with us, but like it also goes both ways. So we're not just like these cold hearted trainers who like, who's like, I don't want to know all these details about you. Like it definitely, there are some clients like I definitely mesh really well with and end up sharing a lot of details about my life. I think it's interesting as a other trainer in a facility that has trainers (laughs) that what they share. I've heard Matt tell certain clients things i'm like oh he's been saying that like all day like he's really excited it's really cute and every time there's some stories he'll tell that i'm like i'm just as excited to hear it for the 17th time (laughs) hearing it over here like oh he's telling them them." then we know that they're a good client that he really likes them right so it's kind of like we're closer with some clients and you know we tend tend to share things i think something that i kind of do is i kind of have like a plan what I'm going to share with my clients yeah. that day. Like, obviously, Mondays you talk about what you did on the weekend. I keep it pretty light. Like, on... Surface, yeah. yeah. On Friday, my client's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm not going to say nothing. Like, I don't want to be that person. I'm not that person. Right. And I was like, well, I'm going to go play soccer. And they're like, well, you sound excited. And I said, I'm not good at it. Like, I have a friend. They're really into soccer. And, like, as a friendship, I'm just doing it to be... A nice friend. Right. I hate soccer. 
Same. And then, so on Monday, they, you know, how was soccer? I hated it. Like, right. I'm just honest, you know? Right. So, like, I tell them, like, things like that that's kind of, like, open conversation. And then I kind of keep that as everyone's going to ask me, what am I doing this weekend on a Friday? So right. I kind of have the same storyline for everybody. Totally. But I have definitely shared, like, okay, so two of my clients that have been with me since my first training job, they met my current boyfriend before my parents did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. They were, like, there for me through my last relationship. And, like, I told them when I met this guy, you know, like, they were, like, wait, we have to meet him. I'm, like, of course you guys do. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But it was, like, so funny. Like, they just had to meet my boyfriend before my parents did. So that was kind of funny. I mean, like, that's definitely the deepest that I've gotten with those um, clients. But I know other details, like, about school and about, like, my other job at the time, like, all of those details were definitely shared, like, between those clients. Like, they're definitely the closest ones to me. So when clients are in, like, a bad mood, like, going back to the mood thing, what are some things, some tricks that you use to kind of, like, distract? Or, like, if they're, you know, like, if we have them doing, like, a really hard set, you know, like, oh, super set this and this, and they're, like, crying about it. How do you keep them up? How do you distract them? One, I just tell them, like, how awesome they are. Like, I just tell them, like, you got this. Like, you know, like, motivational things. But something that they've demanded of <laughs> me. I don't even have a choice. Like, I have a few clients who will do a static hold or they have a break afterwards. And they hate silence. Because I, I am a trainer who kind of talks the whole time. I'm either talking through the movement, counting, telling them breathe, anything. There's always words, though. So they think it's in my job description to ask me to entertain them we love that and I'm like "Mm, what (laughs) like professionally entertain is not the same as like entertaining Olivia right like it's like I think everything's funny not natural so I'm gonna get you guys a riddle that I used the other day when all my clients were doing like static holds uh what is blue and not Heavy. I just want to make sure I don't say it wrong. Oh my god, you just asked me your joke. So when she asked me like what is blue and not heavy, That's I was all like, the sky? Like I don't Everyone know. Everyone said that. I don't know. It's Everyone blue and it's that. not heavy. I don't know. The answer that was my horrible. That was your <laughs> wrong. I don't want to make noise. That was not I can't a drum it. roll. <laughs> oh Beautiful. my god. Okay, let's stop trying to drum roll. The answer is light blue. Light blue. So as an energetic and upbeat as I am, that's pretty much how the session goes. And it kept them busy for that 30 <laughs> seconds. They couldn't stand without it. Light blue because it's not heavy. Get it? A light blue. <laughs> a light blue. You know what's it's funny? J- it's not like a weightlifting joke. Honestly, when I see light blue things now, I'm going to be like, huh. <laughs> It's blue and not heavy. <laughs> yeah, everyone said the sky. That was common. One yeah. person got it, though, and I was like, yeah, you're cool. Wow, what happens if you tell a joke and someone actually guesses it right? I'd be so offended. I'd be say, like, excuse I me. i just say, yup, that's yeah, it. that's it. All right. You still have 45 seconds, though, Betsy. Awkward. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Now, I know that you mm-hmm. have had issues with this last topic. <laughs> um, let's talk about it. So, Let's do it. How... And why have you stopped training your friends? Okay, so here's one thing. When you first become a personal trainer, like, 
all of your friends are like, oh my god, now I'm gonna get in great shape. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, I'm still the in shape one. So, what happens is, and if you think about this, like, be honest with yourself, like, if you had a friend who was a personal trainer, you would want the hookup, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm running a business here. And, like, it's not even, like, close friends are usually way more understanding. Like, it's the friends that aren't even that good of friends with you. It's, like, the friends that I'm, like, oh, we're friends? <laughs> that are, like, yo, can you train me for free? I'm, like, excuse me, what? Um, then there will be friends that will offer you money, but then, like, won't show up. They don't take it seriously. They don't take it seriously. They don't take your time seriously. Like, they don't... Like, friends don't respect you the way that a client should respect you. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't respect your time. They don't listen to what you're saying. Because they assume, oh, she's my friend. It's okay if I don't do this. Like, she'll, she loves me no matter what. Uh, no, watch me. <laughs> I don't love anyone no matter what. And honestly, if they are your friend, they're going to view you and your services as value. And they're going to pay you. Right. Well... If they're a good friend. But, like, most friends, like, I've had to completely cut off training friends. So, let's talk about us. So, right now, yeah, she's my coach. Right. This doesn't count. <laughs> no. But what I'm doing, she would do it for free. Has Absolutely. She, and I was like, mm, I respect her business enough and her knowledge you. and nutrition. Because I'm searching for someone and she is what I need. Uh-huh. I was spending money on a coach to literally do half the, the exact crap. same thing that I'm doing for right. Sui. <laughs> but it is a little bit more self-taught and I like that. So right. what I'm doing in exchange is once a week I'm paying for us to go do boxing together. So it adds up to what a normal package would be. Totally. But now like we get to go box. Yeah. Like we get to go have fun and you're seeing results. And she's bettering her training. Yeah. She's expanding it a little bit. So, like, there's knowledge there. There's, like, there's fun. Yep. It's us. We're bonding. Like, it's cool. So, yeah. if I'm going to do a trade with a friend, that's the kind of friend right. and trade that I would do. And I don't mind doing trades with friends. Like, because if someone's also in the business, they're not going to treat you like crap. Like, I have girls that I trade services with. Like, I have for my show. Like, I have a spray tan girl. I have a hair extension girl. Like, we all trade services. Like, I'll train them, you know, while I'm competing. Very and they, common. Right. That they always respect time because they know what it feels like to have people just completely walk all over you. And friends and family are usually the worst at that. Is there a trade that you're doing now that you enjoy? Um, Right now during quarantine, no. Okay. But that's because, like, salons are closed down. Like, I'm not – we kind of just cut services for that time. What, okay, so what is a trade that you've done? I love trading with my extension girl and with my – like, oh, yeah. Like, I literally get hair extensions. Good one. Installed whatever length I want. Like, I, I have a fresh weave all of the time. I wonder. Except for I was now. like, girl, like, oh, yeah. trainers make good money, but, like – no. She has this 22-inch I No, 24-inch. I have, like, literally, like, I have the longest, most luscious hair. I love a uh, shout-out to Lauren. I freaking love her. Like, that was, and it was life-changing. Like, my confidence goes up. Like, I feel so cute for photo shoots when I have my weave in. Like, I feel cute wearing a freaking ponytail. Like, my messy buns are bigger. Like, it's just, like, I'm living life. And my spray tan girl, geez, shout-out to Sherry, too. Like, I swear. Like, being tan all the time is now part of my life. It's just all these things like you're like, you know what? I can budget a couple of trade like service trades into my business. Here's what I want to use it for. I've had a client do my nails. I love oh that. Oh my gosh. She would come to my house. Yes. And 
acrylic it. Like, Ugh. she killed it. And then I did have a client. Ooh, so this was, like, the best trade I've ever had. I was training her fiancé. And he wanted free training. But obviously, he doesn't offer anything in his services. So she's like, well, I'm an esthetician. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Are you They're moving, by the way. I'm mad. Me? Yeah. And one of my clients actually goes to them. So, like, it's a legit, like... It's a business. It's not just someone doing another sketchy house. And she would have recommended her anyways. And wow. I was going to her every month. I was getting peels. Wow. I was getting hydration masks. I was getting dermaplant, like, oh cleaning. Oh, my goodness. Hot best trade ever. And I, like, love training this guy. This guy training him, he's your seven. Really? He's, like, great Oh, so client. he's just, like, a joy to train. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Uh, they're moving to Hawaii. Oh, looks like we're going to Hawaii. Like, so pro luau. What up? <laughs> like, I will not partake in the roasted pig because I'm vegan, but we're definitely going to go to Hawaii for this esthetician. Oh, it's happening. Okay, yeah, we're doing this. It's happening, for sure. But I, I would definitely say if you're, if you're a friend who has, if you're a friend who's using your, your other friend, just be respectful of their business. Like, yeah. understand that we make living this way. For sure. It's not like I can just throw out discounts. Like, ev- like anytime I fill a time slot with a friend, I'm making less money in that hour. They're less likely to listen to what I say. They're less likely to ask questions. They're more likely to take what I say with a grain of salt and then go Google the answer instead, which is going to be wrong. It's just, I've had to cut it. I've yeah. had to cut it. it I, I can't. And my patience is, I'm like... She don't have it. Y'all are pissing me off. It's just, I can't. So, and I, yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. I don't have fun doing that. I don't like being a brat, but you know. When when you need to, you do. Put your business first, boo. You feel? Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed 12. I was going to do a little cheer. 12, episode 12. Yeah. That's our whole first season, you guys. Yes, we are going to start season two coming up here. Hopefully quarantine ends and we can talk about life outside. I can't wait for life outside. Really Who would have thought? I know. This is all nuts. Stay safe out there, guys. All right. Thank you. We love you.